Gemara Chasim Atayva, now recording the second day Rosh Hashanah's shit. As I said in the previous recording, as I happen, we actually did, at least part of this, we did uh, National Tomorrow, we did on the first day, but I'm sort of splitting it so that the whole Sugi comes in one. We're holding in the last two or three narrow lines of uh, Gimel on the base. And this is going on the part of the Mishnah where it says, If a person planted a tree for the Rabbin, for the, not just for himself, but for others as well, for the Rabbin, it's Chayim in Ora, whereas Rabbi Yehuda or Rabbi Yehuda plays, Rabbi Yehuda says it's possible. Now you should know, in the Babli and Stopin, it explains the Machloik about this. The Postic says, For you, in the plural. So the Tanakhama says, you see, Orla can apply even to a tree which is not just for one person, it's for many people. That's the shit of the Tanakhama. Whereas Rabbi Yehuda says, what do you do with Unatatan? Now the Tanakhama says, Unatatan is not an expression of plural, plant philosophy, but just means when you, each and every one of you plant a tree. But Rabbi Yehuda says, no. Unitatis also implies, not just for a single person, even for lots of people. So I've got two ribuyim, two inclusions, not just for a yachat, but for a rabbin. Unitatis and lochem. And we have a rule, in ribui achar ribui el olamai. When you've got two inclusions, it actually has the opposite effect, it excludes. So therefore, now we're saying, we're excluding a tree which is planted for the rabbin. That's what the Babi says. According to the Rishalmi, it's not necessary, not all of that is, is uh, apparent from the Rishalmi. Says the Rishalmi, Machalfoshi Tosan the Rabbonin, seemingly the Shitta of the Rabbonon seems to have switched between here and what we learn with regard to Torah. Because Tamon Inun Omrin, because over there, with regard to Torah, they say, We've got a Mishnah which says, in the Goyim which says, Yerushalayim v'chutz v'aret, e'in mitama in v'negoyim. That a house in Yerushalayim, or a house which is in chutz v'aret, cannot become tome with Torah. Can't become tome with Torah. And the reason for that is because, the Marath explains, because it says the base eret akuzasa, and it's got to be on a house which is eret akuzasa. Now, Yerushalayim is not Achuzah, it was not divided up amongst the Shavuot, it wasn't divided, divided amongst the tribes. And Chutzla Oret is not an Achuzah at all, to clearly show. So therefore, it's not Shaykh Sarat in Yerushalayim or Chutzla Now, leave the case of Chutzla Oret to the side, that's not so Negeta, it's Yerushalayim which is Negeta. Now, Yerushalayim is a rabbi. And the Tanakhama said, the, the Rabbana is saying, it's not Shaykh to, to, um, to, um, it's not shy to, uh, to Torah because it's not and here with regard to Orlov they say even if it's planted for the Rabbin <coughs> it's subject to Orlov now to explain what's, what's the question the Maharaj explains look you're telling me the reason why it's a house in Yerushalayim is not subject to Orlov it's not, sorry, it's not subject to Sarat, it's because it's not Achuzatzen. He says, but why don't we say the opposite? That just like the Rabbonon holds Unetaten, as I said, this is not as the Babi Darshan is, not as the Babi Darshan from the word Lofen. According to the Yerushalmi, it's dashing from the word it says unetata. Unetata means even if you plant it for lots of people. So in which case, achuzatan, I can also explain. It doesn't mean my own private achuzat. It can be an achuzat for lots of people. Now Yerushalayim is definitely an achuzat for lots of people. It may have not been divided amongst the Shvatim so it would have private owners. That's the question of the Gemara. Why do you say when it comes to Sarah, it's not achuzatan? It wasn't divided. It's got no private owners. And yet, when it comes to Ola, you say Unatata means collectively. Unatata means plant together. Even if it's for the rabbin. Why don't I say the same by, by, by uh, Sarat and Yerushalayim? It is Akhuzatta. Collectively, it, it is our Akhuzatta. It belongs to Kralitra. That's the question of the Gemara. And the Gemara answers, they're different. 
Tamon over there, with regard to Sarah, the Prophet says, Uba Asher Loi Habai. It's got to be Loi, it's got to be to him. Parami Yerushalayim says to Yerushalayim. You're right, from the word Asher Lashem, it could have been explained either way. But once I've got Asher Loi Habai, that tells me it's got to belong to one person. And therefore the word Asher Lashem means it's got to be split up. Parami Yerushalayim, Shida Parash Shavatim. So it's Yerushalayim, which belongs to all the Shavatim together. But Ram Hochabad over here, when it's Hashem, I don't have the word Loi there anywhere. So if I can say, when it's Hashem, it means Mekotlokim. It doesn't matter whether you can't for yourself, or you can't for the Rabbin. It means either or. It doesn't have a, a, a heifer of one way or the other. And therefore, even if I can't for the Rabbin, it will be subject to order. It's worth noting, the, the Rush explains, and this is exactly the way the Rosh explains it, and also the Mashmoz and the Raman as we'll discuss. And this really explains even better the, 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 the sort of the question of the Gemara, that when we say in the mission of the Torah Rabbin is higher, what does it mean the Torah Rabbin? Where did I plant it? It doesn't mean my back garden. It means I planted it in Yerushalayim. Yerushalayim is something which is, it's not quite a Rosh Rabbin, it's like a b- very big copter. It belongs to lots of people. It's not a Rishon Torah in them. And therefore, the, according to the Rosh, it's even better. Because that's the case in the Mishnah. The Torah means I planted in Yerushalayim. It's Chayim. So in which case, it's much the opposite of what we say with Yerushalayim with regard to Torah. And the Gemara answers, yeah, but there's a difference. When the Tatar, with regard to Orla, is Mashma, doesn't matter whether it's for one person or for lots of people. Whereas, the Torah, it's going to be Asher Lo Habay. Now the Gemara asks, See, we need a shift of Rabbi Huda has also been switched around. Because Tamonu Omar, with regard to Sarat on the house, he says, he responded to Rabbi and he says, I only heard with regard to the Beit HaMikdosh. In other words, as far as I heard, with regard to Yerushalayim, if the house gets Sarat in Yerushalayim, it is subject to Sarat. If, I, if, it, if, it, if it, only if it's in the Beit Hamikdash, if there's Torah in the Beit Hamikdash, then it wouldn't become Tom, it wouldn't be subject to Torah. See, then Yerushalayim is subject to Torah. The Hochan over here with regard to Orlov, who are my Hochan? He says, no. Only for a Yochin, not for a Rav. Says the Marah, let's think about it. Now, this is not the same as the Bati. Why is it with Orlov, the Rabbi Yehuda says, if it's planted for a rabbin, it's planted from Arla, because I've got a ribui, a haribah, I've got two ribuyim. Unitatem tells me, even for lots of people. Lochem tells me, even lots of people. So therefore, in ribuyah, a haribah, it comes to X2, the tree which is planted for the rabbin. Which means, a tree planted in Yerushalayim. Because, look, it's an area which belongs to lots of people. So in which case, why don't we say the same thing with Sarah? The prophet says, Asha'aninu sin lochem, Sorry, let me, let, me, let me just find it. Yeah. It says, The Again, you've got Hashanahim plural. The base Eretzachuzachem, plural. So in which case, I should say, Enrigacharivi, Eretzachuzachem. It should be to X through the house, which belongs to lots of people, i.e., near a Shalai. So the Gemara answers, Tamonu Omar, over there with regard to Sarat, all he said was, Ani shamati ala Beit HaMikdosh. I only heard about the Beit HaMikdosh, meaning, Shemur Omram. He's just saying what he heard, he's not saying, I hold in this. The Rav whereas over here, however, over here, the Shem Garmei Omram, he's saying it off his own back in his own name. In other words, this is what he holds. He holds in Nubiach HaRibiyah and I'm not going to when it comes to Sarat, it could well be that Rabbi Yehudah will agree that a house in Yerushalayim is not subject to Sarat. He's just saying, I need a Shemot. You want to know what I heard? It's what I heard. I only heard the exclusion with regards to the Beit HaMikdash. Omar Rabbi Yossi Barabi Bun. Again, we'll first explain with the Gersi we've got here. Says Rabbi Yossi Barabi Bun, Tipoter Kirabi Shem Ben You don't really have to say that. You can get out of this question in a different way and you can interpret, you can explain the Mishnah in Nagoyim, which implies that Yerushalayim is subject, Rabbi Yehuda holds Yerushalayim is subject to Torah, 
That's going like Rabbi Shim ben Elazar, who says that Rabbi Yehuda holds even by Ora, a tree planted in Yerushalayim is subject to Ora. The Tony will do grant in the fifth chapter. Rabbi Shim ben Elazar, I mean, Mishmai, in the name of Rabbi Yehuda, not like Rabbi Yehuda's quote in our Mishnah, who says that a tree planted for the rabbin is potter. No. He says, Rabbi Shim ben Elazar claims in the name of Rabbi Yehuda, he says, Hanetea rabbin. Some of you plant a tree for the rabbin, it's chayib orla, it's chayib in orla. Orla me'ilah, if it grows on its own, it wasn't planted, it's possum in orla. And the Gemara goes on to clarify, and it says, Hanetea lo rabbin, that which is planted for lots of people, it's chayib. But it's just a rabbin, you should know, if it's planted in the public domain, it's possum. And the Gemara goes even further to explain why that is. Hanetea lo rabbin chayib, some you plant, plant for the public is chayev, that's when it's here the shalom. That's if you plant in your own back garden, or possibly in Yerushalayim, according to, as I said, the Rosh and the Rosh. That's considered the shalom. It's not a Rosh Hashanah in that sense. It's a private domain which belongs to lots of people, the like a Chotzer. But the Rosh Hashanah, if you plant it in an absolute Rosh Hashanah, that's possible. Why is it possible? Now, I'll read, according to the Pshat Namara, why is it possible? Because the Shikos al Karka, because you've stolen the land. It's not yours. You can't plant that. Could be a planting for lots of people. So what? It's possible. Stealing. Ask the Gemara, the Yish Kaikai Nikto, can you steal that? Stealing means you snatch something. You steal. You can't snatch land. Not Shai Fidela. We say Kaikai in an You can't steal land. It's always there. It's not moving anywhere. The Gemara answers on the Rebbe Heda, after Rebbe Heda, even though Karka can't actually be stolen in that sense, the Yish Yish like Karka, there is a concept of Yish. Yish means when the owner gives up hope, he says, I'm never going to get it back. In other words, it could be the land's there. But the guy who's stolen it from him is, is a member of the Mafia, the guy says, I'm giving up, I'm not getting involved. So in which case, the land now becomes, from the point of view of the, whose name does it come under, it now has the name of this Mafia member. And therefore, if this Mafia member plants there, it's stolen man. It may have his name on it, but says the Gemara, even though he's a big subject of Mafia and he's talking to the public, um, it's false. That's how the Maharaj learns it. Others say, to go on and others, they gave the Gorn sort of slightly different ghost and you take out all of the bit beforehand, but they say, Bishagod al Karaka, it's like a full stop before that. When you get to Rosh Hashanah and his father, put a full stop there. If you plant the Rosh Hashanah, for the public, for the public, not for yourself, it's possible. Why? It doesn't say why. It's possible. And it's actually a very big question mark, why? Even with what we said about the Shikos al-Kaita, the, 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 sorry, the Rush is very, very troubled by it. They see if they try to answer it. It's a very, very difficult piece, he says. But the way, if you leave it that, it's possible. For whatever reason it may be, it's possible. Now we see Bishop Oz Al-Tarka, we're going on the case in the Mishnah. We have the case in the Mishnah where a Gazlan plants, he plants. Says the Gemara, what's that talking about? It means he stole land. He stole land and planted a tree there. That's it for himself. So we said in the Mishnah, that's Chayev. It's Chayev and Oro. Ask the Gemara, the Yishtarka and Ixot, can you steal land? It's not really Chayev. And the Gemara answers, yeah, but there is a concept of years. And therefore, since it's now got his name on it, because the owner gave up hope. It's true, it's not Nigzele, but it's got his name on it, and therefore, if the government plants in it, it will be subject to Ori. He's not a big subject for it, but it will be subject to Ori. That's how they explain the, the Gemara. Now, moving from here, although it may be a little bit of a jump, moving from here to the Halacha, one thing we have to know is, the, the gears that we've got in the Gemara is like the gears we've got in the Tessessa. That's the Tony Rabbi Shimon Ben-Alozah, Oymer Mishmoy. He says the name of Rabbi Yehuda. But it's clear from Rishonim, the Rush clearly learns of this, I mean clearly quotes the gears of this, that the question about from Torah and, um, and Ola has already been dealt with. We've finished with that already. As to the theory within Rabbi Yehuda, we've already answered Rabbi Yehuda himself, with regards to Salah, he said, this is what I've heard. I'm not saying it's my shit, this is what i heard. This is a separate thing. With regards to Allah, this is my shit. That's the answer, as we've said. 
this next bit is not Amar Rabbi Yisbira because it's nothing to do with that. It's a separate piece. And you just read, Tommy, it's been taught, Rabbi Shem ben Rabbi Shem ben says, off his own back, the following thing. Hanatera Rabin, etc., etc. That's the gift that many Roshayim have. With that in mind, that means, it's nothing to do with Rabbi Yehuda, this should somehow fit in with our Mishnah. And because that's the fitting of our Mishnah, the Rambam comes out with a couple of interesting Chidushim, one or two Chidushim, Lahanochim. And to sum up, between the Rosh and the Rambam, it goes like this. If a person plants in his own field for himself, that's Poshut, it's higher than Oral. That's Poshut, that we know already, that's Poshut. If a person plants in his own field, for the Rabbim, and says the Rosh, lap up in your own field, it could be in Yerushalayim as well, that's considered, as we've said, the, it, it does have lots of people there. But this, says the Rosh, was the mathematics between Rabbi Yehuda and the Tanakhama Bamishnah, as was the parents of the Gemara with Sarah. And we pass in at the Tanakhama. Therefore, even in Yerushalayim, if you plant in Yerushalayim, for the Rabbin, it's Chayev in Or. That's so far so good. The Rambam comes along and says, that you should know that that is only in Eretz Yisrael. In Chutzah Oretz, that doesn't apply. If you plant in your own field for the rabbin, it's possible. Where we get that from is a good question. It would seem, and so I've seen the bus understand, the fact that the Gemara says it's all about Yerushalayim, is the, why does it say Dafi Yerushalayim? It's because this whole din only applies in Eretz Yisrael. There's lots of debate on that. Because it doesn't say Eretzor says Yerushalayim, but either way, that's what the Ramam writes. Whether it's from somewhere else, whether it's because the because because remember another possibility is because another possibility why maybe it's in Eretzor could be because why do we say even if you plant the Ramam, where do we learn the house from? Because you said that's from the word in Etatim. Etatim implies Mikomos. Whether you plant for yourself, or you plant for the Ramam. So that's fine for Ora and Eretzor because that's the Chiyav Midaraisa. It's a special inclusion to the right of Orla, Unitatim, wherever you plant it. So Orla and Chutzah is maximum halakhul Mishnah That is day for the halakhul Mishnah Nisinai, for nothing to do with the Sukkot of the Torah, you don't have the extra ribby of Unitatim, and therefore it goes back to the Pashtus. The Pashtus is only if you plant it for yourself. It's only in Eretz you've got the extra special ribby of Unitatim that tells me even for the Ram. Whatever way it may be, that's what the Ramam writes. Doesn't say why, whatever the case may be. And that's how it's passed in the Shulchan Aruch without that additional point of the Rambam. Like the Rosh brings it without that additional point. So therefore, if you plant in your own field, whether it's for yourself, whether it's for the rabbit, it's going to be subject to Allah. As we said, that may well be even in Yerushalayim. Now, it's not literally your own field, and that's like a public concert would be subject to Allah. Fine. We then have the din in the Mishnah already, it says. Hanetealo Rabbim, somebody plants for the Rabbim. Sorry, no, not the Tealo Rabbim. Hanetea Bereshut was the expression of the Mishnah. Hanetea Bereshut Rabbim. Some you plant in the Rishut Rabbim, it's Chayim. Now the Raman just brings it as it is. Hanetea Bereshut Rabbim, it's Chayim. The Rosh says, Hanetea Bereshut Rabbim for yourself. Now, logically, it would seem that the Ramam also holds only if you plant for yourself. Because he's already said in the previous halacha that when you plant for the Rabbim, if you plant for the Rabbim, it's only higher if you plant in your own field, not if you plant in the Rishat Rabbim. Only in your own field. So when he says, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, I thought if I plant for the Rabbim, in the Rishat Rabbim, I'm not higher. So you have to say, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, yourself. That is what it sounds like. And there are those who learn about that. There are those who learn, because again, if you look at Shulchan Aruch, it just brings it as it is. Hanel Te'ab or Rabbin. It's Chayim. Is that talking about only if you plant for yourself, or even if you plant for the Rabbin? There are those that basically says, he says he doesn't know why the Rosh writes Dafka for himself. The Bach says, and the basically says this idea as well, it's only to tell you a Chidosh, even if it's for yourself, Koshkin, if you plant for the Rabbin. The Maisha, I believe, it's a Machalek Tafarim. So, what can I tell you? The, the shift of the Beisiyotim and the Bach is, if you plant in the Rishat Rabin, whether it's for yourself, whether you plant for the Rabin, it's Chayab and Oram. If you plant in your own field, it's going to be the same thing. 
So in which case, it's just telling you the Chidoshim, and therefore, according to Beit Yosef, according to Beit Yosef's understanding, according to the Bach's understanding, wherever you plant, whether it's in your own field, whether it's in the Rabbi, in the Rosh Hashanah, whether you plant for yourself, whether you plant for the, Rosh, for, for the Rabbi, it's going to be Chayat. They don't bring the, he doesn't bring the thing of the Ramam about whether it's Eretz Yisrael, whether it's Chut for Eretz, so in all situations will be Chayat. There are those who say, as I said, that maybe what it sounds like in the simple reading of the, the Rosh and the Rambam is Dafka if you plant in your own field for yourself or for the Rabbi in your Chayat, and as you said, maybe Yerushalayim as well, and the Rosh says, but if you plant in the Rosh Hashanah, then you only Chayat if you plant for yourself, not if you plant for the Rabbi. The next thing is Ha'ela Me'ilov. Now we've learned from this piece here in the Gemara, this bride of the Tesefta, Ha'ola Me'ilov is possum in Ha'ola. If it grows on its own, it's possible from Ha'ola. Now in our mission we said, if it grows on its own, it's Chayat in Ha'ola. So according to the case in our Gemara, it's not a problem, because this Tesefta is quoting, the Rishim and Elohim is quoting Rabbi Yehuda. Our mission is the Tanakam. But according to the case of the Rishonim, they don't have, it's not from Rabbi Yehuda, so we've got a bit of a stira. The Mishnah says, Olamelov is Chayat, Agamora says, Hotter. Presumably they're both talking about it in an inhabited area. Says so the Ramah, the Kayaf Mishnah says, this is where the Ramah got it from. In Agamora, Olamelov, Hotman Orlov, is talking about if it grew on its own in the Rishat Haram. And in fact, the Maharash Sirudia adds those words into the Gomorrah here. Olamelov, Rishat Haram, is Hotman Orlov. So if it grows on its own in a Rosh Hashayotid, then it's Chayat. If it grows on its own in the Rosh Hashayotid, it is Potter. Our mission is on our Rosh Hashayotid, the, the Gemara, this Tesefta is talking about in the Rosh Hashayotid. And if you take a look at Shachar, it's actually added in brackets, that sin of the Raman is actually brought there. If it grows on its own, only in a Rosh Hashayotid is it Chayat. If it grows on its own in a Rosh Hashayotid, it is Potter. According to, and that is obviously only if it's in an, in, in an area which is inhabited, the Mokhem Yeshuv. If it grows in a Mokhem Sheena Yeshuv, it will always be possible, even if it's a private Mokhem Sheena Yeshuv. Mokhem Sheena Yeshuv. Continues on the Gemara now. Rabbi Yeshua, mighty Nisiyot Mi Chutzla Oret, Fugushem. Rabbi Yeshua, he brought saplings from Chutzla Oret with their fill of earth. In other words, they're already taken root from Chutzla Oret. He dug them up with a nice side piece of, uh, of earth. They're not the blown but then he replanted them in Eretz Yisrael. Now why, what did he gain? What was the point of this? What would he possibly gain by this? So Rabbi Yonah, according to Rabbi Yonah, the Sakhro Shonim. This is the way the Gaon explains it, although the actual bit, the Quran pieces from that in ships, we'll keep them with the gifts that we've got. But this part we can explain with the Gaon. Do you remember we had earlier, we had a, a Shida, do you need three years for Oren? And Rabbi Yonah's Rabbi Yonah learnt the Shaila was, Rabbi Yonah had this Shaila, the Shaila was, for Orlov, is it three years or nothing? In other words, what happens if the first year, I think to myself, you know what, first year, I only want it for the wood. In year two, I decide, you know what, I want it for the food. Rabbi Yonah actually had it as a Shaila, is it, he actually had a possibility, and according to this, maybe this is what Rabbi Yonah would have held, that, since you've only got two years of Orlov now, there's no Orlov at all. So according to Rabbi Yonah, by planting it in Chutzah Rabbi Yeshua plants in the Chutzah In Chutzah obviously Rabbi Yeshua is following the shift in the Chutzah is not subject to Orla. Or the place in Chutzah as we said, um, said this in the, in the, uh, in the previous shift, then in Chutzah there are shifters that hold, when we say in Chutzah it's Halacha, it means it's Hilchus Medina. It depends on the minas of that Medina. And if they haven't accepted the stringency of Orla, it doesn't apply there. That's the case we'll be talking about. Whichever way it may be going to Samara, for whatever reason, in this place in the Chutzar, it's possible Samara. So Rabbi Yoshe planted it there. So the initial, at least month or two, it wasn't Chayv and Orla. Now when I planted an Eretz Yisrael, it had enough earth around it to make sure that it's not considered planting anew. And the years of Orla will continue from where you, from where you left off. So if it was, it's already been planted for two months, I've only got two years and ten months to go. Two years and ten months is not three years. That was completely possible from Orla. Whereas according to Rabbi Yossi, according to Rabbi Yossi, the Sakhari Raboy, it was to gain on the Raboy. Rabbi Yossi learned, it's poshut, even if you've got one day of Orla, it's subject to Orla. That one day is enough to be subject to Orla. A, a fruit which was blossomed on that one day of Orla, on the last day of the three years, even if it was just planted on the, uh, on that last day of the three years, I thought to myself, you know what, I want it for the food. 
I've only got one day, and on that day a fruit blossoms, that would be Orla fruit. He says the Shaila is whether you need three years of Orla in order to have Raboy. Do you have to have three years of Orla preceding the Raboy? If you only have one day, or two years, or one year, whatever it is, of Orla, does the fourth year become that Raboy? So Rabbi Yosh, according to Rabbi Yosh, that's what Rabbi Yosh was gaining. Since the first two months, we have explained that the first two months were not subject to Orla, I've only got two years and ten months of Orla, it will not be necessary Raboy in the fourth year. Then we continue on. We're now on to Dalit of Dalit, the top of Dalit of Dalit. This is going on the part of the Mishnah where we learn that Anopi Shinasa the Fuller. We said that if, in the Mishnah, we said if a Goy um, plants, he plants a tree, so uh, I think the way we pass it is when he plants for your soil, he plants for himself, it's subject to Orla. Tony, it's been taught. Goy Shehirkif Elon Machal, Akabi Elon Surat. If a Goy, he grafts a fruit tree onto a non fruit tree. Now, the non-fruit tree is obviously not subject to Orla, and the fruit tree is subject to Orla. So, Amabishayin Yisrael Rashoid asked this case. Even though Yisrael wouldn't be allowed to do that, you're not allowed to do that because of Kilayim, you're not allowed to plant a fruit-bearing tree onto a non-fruit-bearing tree. But, if the Goy has done this, Chayef Orla. He should, I mean, he's a Goy. That tree is Chayef and Orla. Chayef and Orla. Even though he grafted it, he, because he's grafted it onto a non-fruit-bearing tree, it's Chayv and Orla. From when does he count? From when does he count the years of Orla? Is it from the time when you, the, the Elon Sirach, the non-fruit-bearing tree, Is it from the time when you grafted it? Now you start the counting the three years? Or is it from the time when, when the Elon Surat was planted? Because the Elon Surat, when it was planted, you're now attaching this to the Elon Surat. So it becomes part and parcel of the Elon Surat. So even though the Elon Surat itself is not subject to Orla, but the part which was grafted onto it is subject to Orla. So we answer Mishas Nisiyata from the time when the Elon Surat, when it was planted. So therefore, let's say I've got an Elon Surat, a non bearing tree, which is, was planted a year ago. And I take a fruit bearing tree, which is maybe just only, only just planted. I graft it onto this Elon Surat. I only have to keep two years of Orla. Rabbi Shimon Ben Lokish, on Rish Lokish says, "Who will the boring shame boring b'machshav?" This is only with things which are boring b'machshav. That means it's only with an Elon Surat where, okay, it's an Elon Surat. It's not really considered fruit bearing tree. In other words, because the fruit is very very, very bad quality, no one plants it for the fruit. But Theoretically, if a person were to actually say, you know what, I want it for the fruit, it would have the din of marble. So we could go in, for example, charubi salmoino, a carob tree of salmoino, or the charubi kiduga, or carob trees of kiduga, these sort of things, if you were to think about it and say, I want it for the fruit, it would have the din of, of an Elon marble. So there we can say, you've grafted it into a tree which potentially could have been a fruit-bearing tree. And therefore, we start the counting of the years of Orla for this other sapling from the time of the planting of the Elon Surak. But if you graft it, you graft, the, you graft the sapling into a willow tree, now a willow tree, no one, even if you saw that, I want those berries, whatever they are, for the food, it's not an Elon Marvel. So that willow tree is like grass, it's just like carbon. So it's Kanatu Abba Orla. It's like grafting, it's like planting the tree in the grass. And therefore, even though I've grafted it into a tree, which is, this willow tree is a year old already, you start counting years of Orla from the time of the grafting, from the time of the planting. It doesn't, grafting it won't, won't help you. Rabbi Yerkham and Omar, Rabbi Yerkham says, no, I'll be that rubble. Even on the willow tree, who cares? Doesn't make a difference. You've grafted it into a tree which is a year old, the, gra- the sapling now becomes one year old. The whole Tanina and Asa Gemara will surely be blind in a Mishnah. Ein noitin, the Ein Mavrichin, the Mishnah which comes in Shavir. Ein noitin, you're not allowed to plant. The Ein Mavrichin, now Mavrichin means to layer. Layering means you take a branch of a tree and you bend it underneath the ground and then you bring it up slightly further away. In other words, bend palms of the ground like a U shape. Okay, you've got the, the, the sort of the curved part of the U is under the ground. And the idea is eventually it will spread its own roots. 
but take root in the ground, and you'll have another tree there, where it comes out of the ground again, the second side where it comes up, well, you get a new, new tree with its own root, and you can actually snap it off on the original tree. But we say, a no thing you're allowed to plant a tree, the aim of reason you can't do what's called dairy, the aim of my keep it, and you can't grasp, Erev Shviyas on Erev Shviyas, Tokhlech Mishleishim Yerim Lepnei Rish Hashanah. It is less than 30 days before Rosh Hashanah. Because we say it takes 30 days for a tree to take root, or layering to take root, or grafting to take, to actually fuse properly. And obviously you're not allowed to plant in Rosh Hashanah. The Maranath actually, he, he brings the, the reason it's actually a gazera that people may come to actually plant properly in Shemitah. They won't realise that since they're taking root in Shemitah, they'll think, ah, oh, it's what's to plant in Shemitah. So it's, it's, a, it's actually a, a kanaf we're going to say now. What do you have to do? The Ein, um, the Ein if a person did, he planted a hibrit or he layered, a hibrit where he, gra- he grafted, within 30 days of Rosh Hashanah, it's a kanaf. We put a fine on him, he's got to uproot the tree. Now, according to Reish Lakish, do potal See, he can explain it as talking about an Arova tree, if it's fine. He'll say, you know what the case of the grafting is? We're talking about 20 days before Rosh Hashanah. I brought along a sapling, and I grafted it. By the way, we're talking about, by the way, in the case of the sapling, and the it's actually already planted in the ground. Because if it's already planted in the ground, there's nothing really, uh, can't see there should really be any issues. So we're talking about you're grafting it, it's grafting a branch on. That's the pasture. There is a lot of discussion in it discussion with regards to grafting in various cases, whether we're talking about it's a separate branch, or it's from a tree which is actually rooted in the ground, and you're grafting onto a nearby tree. I, I've, kept, I've left it a little sort of um, non-committed, I've been a little non-committal so far, at least on this little sugya, because, because of the complications. But I think here we must be talking about a case where it hasn't yet taken root. So, we're saying like this, if I take a branch, 20 days before Rosh Hashanah, and I graft it into this tree. So, I'm thinking to myself, why is that a problem? If you're telling me that the tree, let's say with regards to Orla, this tree, let's say, if I, if I make it with, with regards to Orla, this tree I'm grafting into was one year old. So, when I graft it in, the grafted branch, the Orla starts from where? It starts from one year old already. So it's considered to be two years old now. Okay, so that, that has, that's if I graft, if I, if, if, yeah, if I graft a, so that case, that case again, sorry, let, let, me, let me just clear this up. So if I, you're telling me, if I graft a tree, Onto, onto another tree. Let's, uh, let's say two trees, both which are, which are taken root. One which is, one which is a young sapling, and one which is, which is much older. You're telling me that the young sapling takes on the years of the, of the other tree. So if I, I'm planting it, I'm grafting it into a tree which is a year old, so the sapling also is considered to be one year old. Why? Because not, you're not planting it in the ground, you're, it's sort of joining onto a tree. So in which case, when it comes to Shemitah, why don't we see the same thing? If I take a branch, now this time we're talking about a branch which is not rooted in the ground at all, and I graft it into a tree, I'm not grafting it in the ground, you just told me grafting means you're grafting into a tree, it's not supposed to be grafted into the ground. So what do you mean I'm not planting in, who cares when it takes root, it's not taking root in the ground, it's taking root in a tree. So says the Gemara, that's fine according to Rachel Arkish, he's got a way of getting out of this. He'll say, we're talking about you're grafting into an aroma tree. An aroma tree is like grafting into the ground. You're planting in the ground. If you plant within, if you graft within 20 days, that's like grafting in, that's like planting in the ground. That's the problem. But, but according to Rabbi Yechonon, he says, even a, a willow tree, if you graft it, you're grafting into the willow tree, not into the ground. And therefore, if the willow tree is a year old, with regards to Orlo, the tree you're grafting into it is now considered to be a year old. So in which case, with regards to Shemitah, why do I have to uproot it? What have I done wrong? I didn't plant anything in the ground. It's considered to be to have been planted a year ago. I grafted it into a tree which is a year old. What's the problem? Answer the Gemara, you're 100% right. That's not our problem. It's nothing to do here. The grafting is nothing to do because you're planting 
because it's taking root in the ground, you know, it's, it's in Shemitah, that's nothing to do with it. Shani is different. Shane is up in Bishvir. The problem is, it fuses only in Shemitah. And as the, the, uh, as the, 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 uh, God explains this, the shaft is, you're right, it's like it's already been planted a year ago, but the problem is, there's an issue of doing work on trees in Shemitah. That's the problem. With all the laundas, and we look at it, halachically, as if it was planted a year ago, and therefore with regards to Oran, Shemitah, doesn't help us with regards to the tears, to the onlooker, at least, if you're explaining it to you're doing work in Shemitah. It's being planted in Shemitah. It's taking root in Shemitah. Taking root means Abhoidah. That's the problem. The Hegel on Razov. So the Gemara says, okay, so where exactly, if we're going to ask a question on Rabbi Yerfam, where's the question going to be? It's going to be from here. It's from the following Mishnah. Hanoteah. We've learned in the Tetzatah. Hanoteah, somebody who plants. Valmavich, or somebody who layers. Valmavich, somebody who grows. Shiloshin yem lefnei Rosh Hashanah. If he does this 30 days before Rosh Hashanah, then also Rosh Hashanah shleim. Then he's already got a complete year. And what we have to know is, with regard to, let's say, Orla. You need three years for Orla. Three years is Orla. But we don't go, let's say I plant the tree on the first of Cheshwan. We don't say, right, from the first of Cheshwan to the next first of Cheshwan, to the next first of Cheshwan, to the, that's not the way it works. We say Tishri is the Rosh Hashanah. See, if I plant a tree 30 days before that, before Rosh Hashanah, before Tishri, see, it takes root within those 30 days before Rosh Hashanah, that's already year one. One day in the year is considered a whole year. So if I planted a tree in top shin, iron gimel, just before the, you know, a month before, 30 days before the Rosh Hashanah of this year of top shin iron dalit, so then on Rosh Hashanah of top shin iron vol, you'd expect it should be the years of all of three years of all that finished. We're going to see in a second, it's not quite so simple. But that's what we're saying. If I could add plant, why layer, why grass within 30 days before, Sorry, 30 days or more before Rosh Hashanah, also Rosh Hashanah Shalemah, that's already counted as year one with regards to Oroch. And if that Rosh Hashanah was the Rosh Hashanah of Shemitah, so it's taken root before Shemitah, you can leave that tree. Perfect Mishleshim here, but if it's less than 30 days, I planted it, I grafted it, whatever I did, within 30 days between Rosh Hashanah, then no also Rosh Hashanah Shalemah. You don't have a year yet for your, for your Oroch, on the contrary, you have to wait for the next Rosh Hashanah, so the Topshin Ayn hate to start to be counted as year one. And if it was the after the kind of Shriya, if it was just before, within 30 days of the, the Rosh Hashanah Shemitah year, you, have to, not, you can't keep it, you have to uproot it, as we said previously. Aval Omer, but they said, you should just know, Peirat Nitiel Zu, Asurim Ha'chamesh Ha'chamesh As I said, it's not quite so simple. Even if you planted it more than 30 days before the Rosh Hashanah of Topshin Ayn Dalit, so it comes to Rosh Hashanah, Topshin Ayn Dalit, that's year one. Toshin Ayn Hei Rosh Hashanah is year two. Toshin Ayn Vod Rosh Hashanah should be year three. But no. Because now, by the time you get to Toshin Ayn Vod, it's no longer a sapling, it's no longer an atiyah, it's now a tree. And the Rosh Hashanah the Ilonis is Tuvishvah. So therefore you have to now wait another three, four, five months, whatever it is, until Tuvishvah, and then the Orlov finishes. So you gain, I think we worked it out, with something like six and a half, seven and a half months, whatever it is, over if you would have counted many days. And then you count a year till the next Tubishat, so the Tubishat of Topshin Ein Zion, that whole year of Topshin Ein of Topshin Ein Zion, Tubishat, Tubishat is Nether Avoy, and then from Topshin Ein Zion, Tubishat onwards, it's completely Chodim. That's what they tell us. Omer Perish Nithil, do our Surah, Mount Tanishat, Tubishat, you have to wait for Tubishat. One thing we did see here is, one of the cases was, somebody who grafted within 30 days, now, this is not talking about one of the cases was Shemitah, but the other case was Orla. If I grafted within 30 days of Rosh Hashanah of Toshin Ayin Dalet, we've said, sorry, it didn't take root before Rosh Hashanah. You can't count year one on Rosh Hashanah of Toshin Ayin Dalet. What's that got to do with it? This Lomel of Fine, I'm talking about a case where you grafted it into a willow tree. Therefore, it's like planting in the ground. So we, only when it takes root do we start reckoning. But it only took root after Rosh Hashanah Tov Shinayim Sorry, you don't have year one. But according to Rabbi Yechanan, 
no matter what you plant it in, no matter what you graft it into, it will always take on the years of the tree you've grafted it into. So who, what, do, what do I care whether it, whether it is grafted within 30 days, less than 30 days of Rosh Hashanah, I don't care. I'm going to continue counting from what I've grafted it into. If I've grafted it into a year which is already a year old, sorry, a tree which is a year old, so fine. It was within 20 days of Rosh Hashanah. But this tree I've grafted into, comes this Rosh Hashanah, it's now two years old. Okay, so now my sapling will also be two years old when it takes root. So says the Gemara, Tony Rabbi Yeshua Unya, Rabbi Yeshua Unya taught left hand market. He says it's a mistake. Take out the word market from, from the Mishnah. Because very often we find it from the Tetapian. And say our market market always goes together. It's a mistake, market shouldn't be here. Omar Rabbi Abba Mori, Rabbi Abba Mori said, even in Firesh Lokish, we thought we danced because we said we were talking about our robber tree, and then our robber tree is like planting in the ground, therefore we do care about the 30 days, even according to him, left hand market. We don't have the word in our Mishnah, market. It says ha market. Market would imply, lechatchila, you can do it. It doesn't say lechatchila, it says ha market. Ha-Markiv makes it sound like it's the Diyadah. L'She'ovah. Ha-Markiv, therefore the way it's written in the Mishnah, Ha-Markiv, makes it sound like it's only the Diyadah. Oh, but L'Chatzchilah, you shouldn't be doing it. And therefore, even according to... Sorry. Let me, let me re- rephrase that. Afiru Kurabishim ben Lokish. Even according to Reish Lokish, left ha market. You've got to take out the case of market. The case of market doesn't apply in our Mishnah. Why? Because Lesheoba. Remember, you're not really supposed to be grafting trees. Even according to Rish Lokish, we already said Yisrael is not allowed to do that. You're not allowed to graft a fruit bearing tree onto an Arabah tree, a non fruit bearing tree. Kilayim. So even according to Rish Lokish, it's not a Chatzchilah. So therefore, you've got to take out the word Hamarkam. Hamarkam implies you're allowed to do it. You're not allowed to do it. Let's come market. Because Lesheobar, Lesheobar, apparently the word Amarjim implies you're allowed to do it. I don't know where you get that from, but I'm just explaining the way the God explains it. Lesham Martin, Lesheobar, and therefore the, the um, because it's only the Ebed, this whole thing of market to, uh, applies. Hobbit's Chilabad, you shouldn't be doing it the Chatzkhilab because it's Kilayim. And therefore, even according to Rish Lokish, although theoretically you can make the case, but we're not going to teach it in this, uh, in this place after, because it doesn't work for Chatzchid or because of Kilai. The next bit of Gomorrah is going on the case in the Mishnah. We said if you plant in a ship, and the ship is uh, going through the territory, uh, territory of Eretz Yisrael, it's Chayv and Oren. So Rabbi Yitzchak Bar Chachula, the Shem Chizkiah, he says the name of Chizkiah, Hanetiah Ba'otzit Shein Enochot. If a person plants in a non-perforated plant pot, for Orla. It is Chayyav and Orla. Even though it's a non-perforated plant pot. Rabbi Yossi Amar, Rabbi Yossi said, he explained why, Nipnei, because because the roots, they are like Masapeya, that means literally they sort of draw in, without a hole, they're actually able to draw in the nutrients from the ground underneath. Because the material of the, of the, um, of the plant pot apparently is porous enough so that the roots can actually suck up through the, the material of the plant pot, they can, the, the, it can suck, the roots can suck in the nutrients. Therefore, it's Chayvan Oren. Rabbi Yonah Matik Lishna, Rabbi Yonah said it in a slightly different Lashon, and he said it like this, Do you think that a, a piece of pot shard, an earthenware clee, can stand up against, stand and form a barrier in front of the root. Same idea, but different words. In other words, earthenware is porous. And therefore it will allow the roots to draw in the nutrients from the ground underneath, and therefore it's considered as if it's drawn to the ground, and it's higher in order. Now, the Rosh writes, the Rosh and Hilfus Orla, he writes, it's Dafka a Klicheret. Dafka an earthenware plant pot, so we say this way. But with an, a wooden plant pot, it's got to actually have a hole. Wood is not porous enough, the roots cannot suck in the nutrients without the hole. 
However, the Rambam, the Rambam just says it. He writes in Halachas, Perakit Halachas, the Ma'aseh Shein. He writes. He just writes. If a person plants in a non-perforated plant pot, it's chayav and Sounds like doesn't make a difference whether it's made of earthenware or it's made of wood. That's exactly what the Belmagans in the diet, he says it doesn't make a difference what it's made of. The truth is, as an aside, you probably could have said it's dependent on the two Dashenis in the Gemara. Theoretically, that's not the way the Mephoshim learns. You could have possibly said, according to Rabbi Yeti, Vinesh Asherosh, Mephoshim, it doesn't matter what it's made of. Either way, the Shiroshim will be able to draw in the nutrients. Whereas Rabbi Yona says, Dafke Krikharis. But the Mephoshim don't, don't, don't seem to learn like that. Think, no, there's no argument. Now, the truth is, so this point has already been argued in the Bavli and Gitten, Daf Zion, between Rashi and Tosfos. Rashi learns with regard to a ship. With regard to a ship, and you're planting in a ship, so Rashi learns, when do we say that he doesn't need a hole? That's after with uh, a ship made of Erdemar. Bit of an interesting ship made of Erdemar. But a ship made of wood, it would need a hole in order to be considered to be joined to the ground. Tosfos asks, no, and says, no, on the contrary, it should be the other way around. The Gon, in his notes in the Shulchan Aruch, he actually writes there could be a difference between a ship and a, a plow pot. He says, only with a ship we make chilukin. When it comes to a plow pot, when it comes to a plow pot, there's no difference. And so, therefore, when it says Kriyacheres, it means to say, even a Kriyacheres. Even a Kriyacheres, like Tosa says. Kriyacheres is more porous. Sorry, according to Tosa's, a Kriyacheres apparently is less porous than wood. I don't know about the Matthias, that's, that's what it says. But uh, the God is quite convinced. The Rambam is saying doesn't make any difference, doesn't mention whether it's made of earthenware, whether it's made of, of wood. The Shulchan Aruch copies the Rambam, doesn't make any differentiation whether it's made of wood or earthenware. And therefore, the God says it makes no difference, either way it's going to be Chayat in Oro. One little Ha'ara is, if you take a look at Shulchan Aruch, also with a ship, it doesn't make any distinction whether it's made of wood or Chayat doesn't actually make any distinction. But uh, one thing the Gaon says is, a plant pot, going back to our plant pot, if it's made of metal there, there's no shiloh, if it doesn't have a hole, metal is not porous, it is not considered to be joined to the ground. Um, presumably, I, I, I would assume the same thing as with plastic. I'm not sure that the plastic is uh, what, it's more compa- uh, what, what it's more similar to. But uh, normally, nowadays, a lot of plant pots are made of plastic, so we'd want to know what the din is with, uh, with that. Continues on the Gemara. Um, Rabbi Yirmiya, bo, uh, boy, Rabbi Yirmiya asked the following shayla: Not a boy What if I were to plant? I've got a plant pot here, and it's got a tree growing in it now. It's not perforated, and I also plant a gourd in it. Now, not with regard to mice. I'm asking with regard to mice. The tree is obviously with regard to orla. Let's say here we're talking about with regard to mice. Now, normally speaking, if you plant a gourd in a plant pot, and it's non-perforated, sorry, not mitre, but that is how some explain it, but I'm going, going with the Marash Terudio, uh, I've, I've got a reason why I want to go with the Marash Terudio, it's talking about the Kilai. Normally speaking, if you've got a plant pot with a gourd in it, and it's non-perforated, and you walk through a, you pass it through a vineyard, there's no shadow of Kilai. It's non-perforated. If it's perforated, you've got a problem of Kilai. Because it can draw the root through the hole, uh, sorry, it can draw the nutrients through the, through the root because there's a hole there, it can draw through the through through that hole. It can draw the uh, the nutrients of the the vineyard of the car. It can be it can be a problem of kilai. But now, as we said, it's not perforated. It's not not it's non perforated. But I've also got planted in there a tree, or a sapling of a tree, which we've said is able to draw nutrients from the ground to draw nutrients from the ground um, as if there was a hole there. So do we say that affects the delas as well? Do we say that even though if the delas was on its own in the plant pot, it wouldn't be, wouldn't be a problem, but now it's together with the tree, and the tree, that sapling has the chaos to draw in nutrients without there being a hole in that plant pot, does that mean that the delas is also getting nutrients from the ground as well? In which case it could be a problem of killing, maybe with mice it could have enough in it as well. That's the shadow of the Gemara. Since it's considered to be perforated with regard to the tree, maybe it's also considered to be perforated with regard to the Zeroim, with regard to the Zerah. 
The Gaon, that's the way the Gaon seems to learn it. It's a question we don't seem to answer. As, as I've understood from the Gaon, it's the Shadow which is not answered. However, the Maharaf learned, so that was the answer. The question was, Review your boy, not a boy to laugh. What to do with not a boy to laugh? And the Gemara answers, Miyakashu Kanaka Beit Salah, Elon Kanaka Beit Salah. He learns, and I think others learn as well, that's actually an answer. That's the, that's the answer to the question. We consider it to, to be perforated with regard to the Zerai. Therefore, in the case of Kalai, it would be a problem, even though it's got no hole in it. We're the, we're, we've just turned on to Dalad on the base in the Vilna edition. Rabbi Yechonon the Shem Rabbi Yanai. Rabbi Yechonon said in the name of Rabbi Yanai, Elon Shenot Oedesechavayis. If a person planted a tree inside a house, inside a house, Chayov, it is Chayov in Ola. Even though it's planted inside a house, with a roof there, it's not planted in the field, it's Chayov. And the Mephoshim say the reason is, the God actually has the gift of him, the Maharaj just spells it, it says even without the gift of being there, it's because, if you take a look in the parish of Orla, it doesn't say anything about having to be in a, in a soldier. It just says in the south and you plant, wherever you plant it. However, so it's Chayv Orla, it's Chayv Orla. Who plant them in a mitzvah, but it's potted from mitzvahs. Why? They're still, because in the parish of mitzvahs, it writes, after, 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 eight called to us as our reference, you should take mitzvahs from all the towards your Zerah, Hayote Hasode, which comes out in a field. Now, a house is not a field. And if it's potted from mitzvahs. With regard to Orla, it is Chayot, because it doesn't have to be a soda. With regard to Maitre, it's got to be a soda, and that's a potter. Uvashvir. With regard to Shvir, Tzaricha, it's, uh, it's a question, we're not sure what the deal is. Because we've got two psukim, one which indicates one way, and one which indicates the other. The Shvir, because it writes, Vishavishav, Oret, Shavot, Lashem. And, talking about the idea of leaving the land fallow um, during Shemitah. But it says the shop of the Oryx. It calls it the land. Like it's Oryx. It doesn't say Soda. On the other hand, we've got, we've got a possible which writes, Soda Chode Sizra, the Chama Chode Sizma. Your field you shall not sow, the Chama Chode Sizma. So there you've got the expression Soda. So therefore, with regard to Shemitah, we're not sure whether it's stuck in a Soda, or even if I were to have a, uh, something planted inside the house, whether it would be subject to, to Shemitah. So again, if it's planted inside the house, with regard to Orla, it is Chayv in Orla. With regard to Maitre, it's Potter. And with regard to Shemitah, the Gemara says, we're not sure. And this thing is brought in Shulchan Aruch. If you plant a tree inside the house, it is, uh, it is Chayv in Orla. And it's going to be Potter and Maitre, but it's Chayv in Orla. With this, we'll, uh, we'll leave it.